0: You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. Asherita Choo, great friend of the program. I'm so glad. You know, we had to, this is kind of a makeup because we were slated to join up in December and things went sideways that morning technology-wise and we had to hold off on this conversation, but we're so glad she was able to make some time and spend it with us this morning. Asherita, thank you for your patience and for coming back to be with us.
1: Oh my goodness, it's my pleasure. Good morning, you guys. So good to be with you.
2: I am so glad that you have written this book, Asherita, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids. My son is grown now. He's about to turn 25, and I wish I would have had access to this when he was little because I look for ways to help him better understand Jesus, and I struggled in some ways to to help him understand things about who his Savior was, and it's hard because I didn't want to. I did not want to dumb down who Jesus was to help him understand. I wanted him to grasp important concepts about who Jesus was, but I, I didn't want to make it oversimplified. But I want you to start by sharing a little bit about what what really compelled you to write this to begin with, where where you started. Um, with this whole concept because it is so important that we reach our kids in the right way for Christ. And I think what you have done here is just absolutely beautiful.
1: Mm, Well, I mean, I wrote out of my own place of need. Most of my books come out of my own place of struggle or something that I'm looking for. And I have three kids. They're ages nine, six, and four. And like you, I'm always looking for resources to disciple them, to introduce them to Jesus in ways that are rich and meaningful and deep. And um, there's actually a lot more great resources out just in the last five years that have come out. But I was looking at something that would introduce them to the names of Jesus. Because in my own life, I've found that um, discovering His names, unwrapping His names, praying and worshiping, using His names, it just opens up a whole new language of worship And it gives me comfort when when I'm going through a really hard time. The fact that the Good Shepherd is there walking with me through the valley of the shadow of death, that brings such comfort. When we're in a time of strife, whether in our country or in our family relationships, it's so reassuring that the Prince of Peace offers us his peace and we can be his ambassadors of peace. And so Jesus' names were transformational in my own life, and I wanted to write something to introduce children who Jesus is and and his many names in a way that is age appropriate and also kind of wrapped up in a story because, I I mean, kids love stories, but I'll tell you what, I love, I stayed up way too late last night finishing a book. My husband (laughs) asked me this morning, like, how late did you stay? And I was like, until it's done, because stories have so much power. And so this is the story of a little girl who walks with Jesus, whose parents are his disciples and she unwraps and discovers his names as she walks with him day by day.
0: Well, it's interesting because you use the different stories in which we see Jesus interacting with others. Uh, We're talking about the feeding of the 5,000 and, you know, the resurrection and life through uh, the raising of Lazarus. Tell us a little bit about how We well, you took these hard concepts and you have now made them understandable because some of these concepts, even for adults, can be difficult. But how did you translate that and distill it down through this story of this little girl?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you brought that up, Steve, because it goes to the heart of how we read our Bibles. And I find even for adults, like this is something that, um, you know, on my blog and my podcast, and, and the work I do with adults, helping them enjoy Jesus, it's how do we read our Bibles? Is it primarily a list of things that we need to do, or a collection of stories, or does it reveal the heart of God and who He is? So when we look at, for example, the the feeding of the five thousand, um, it's such a great story for children because you know there's tactile; they can imagine the hunger, they can imagine the bread. Um, But pushing beyond the story to say, what does this tell us about who Jesus is? What does it reveal about his heart for us? And to discover that in the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus is the bread of life. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. You know, the story of raising Lazarus from the dead. Again, such a great picture story for children and for adults. But pushing into what does this say about who Jesus is, not just what happened 2,000 years ago, but who he continues to be today. And Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And he says, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. So looking at these stories, whether you're telling the stories to your kids or your grandkids, your nieces and nephews, or the kids in the neighborhood, or you're opening your own Bible today to read God's word, asking this question, what does this tell me? about God? What does it reveal about who Jesus continues to be 2,000 years later? It truly is changing to the way we interact with Scripture and also how we walk with Jesus and enjoy Him and His presence through His
2: Spirit in our lives today. Mm -hmm. Well, Asherita, you know, as you're raising your own kids, I, I would love to hear from your perspective what you think some of the biggest challenges are that kids have in actually developing relationship with jesus because i think when they're really little it is so precious they just and 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 i i would love to go back to being teeny tiny again and just taking Mm. jesus at face value because i love that about kids they just accept everything and there's no overthinking it but then they start to grow and then they do start to overthink things and they they question a lot of things and that's okay too but that's where it gets to be a little bit harder to explain some of the concepts. And I think we can get lost as adults in that. And, and that's where it becomes hard for us to explain things. What what do you think the biggest challenges are and, and how can we help them through that?
1: Yeah, I think on the one hand, Kelly, like you mentioned, is oversimplifying. Like where we tell them these stories from the Bible and they're just stories. Like They're great stories that happened a long time ago, but there's no direct connection to the character of God. We are not teaching our children theology from a young age. And when they say theology, it can sound intimidating, but it's what we've been doing these last five or six minutes. It's looking at who is Jesus. Uh, Theology is the study of the heart of God, who he is. So oversimplifying on the one hand and isolating these stories of something that happened a long time ago, instead of pulling them into this is who God is. Let's give our children a strong foundation so that when they get into the older years, then they have something to build on. They can unwrap. What does it mean that Jesus is the man of sorrows, that he's with me in my depression in, in what's happening in school, in the bullying, in, in the deconstructing of theology? Like, Jesus can be with us through those processes, because of the multiple layers of beauty and meaning and richness to his character. So when we oversimplify the Bible by just making it a a collection of stories that do not relate to God's continuing character today, we're actually doing our kids a disservice. But this is why this book, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids, that's why I wrote it, so that we can Teach our children who Jesus is. Teach them these 10 names that will grow with them. As they get older, it, they'll just become more rich and meaningful year over year over year.
0: Well, I think one of the most important things that we have to understand just about children books in general is that when we as parents sit down to read those things with our children, we learn something as well. And very often, mm-hmm. adults don't feel actually equipped to disciple their own children, because we see ourselves as pretty poor disciples to begin with, right? We know how messed up and broken we are, and then we go, wait a minute, how am I supposed to teach my kid and speak into their life? I don't know theology well. I don't know very much. Maybe I'm an adult who is just beginning or early in my walk with Christ. What do you think about the very fact that this can be a vehicle that connected, not only does it connect a parent with a child, but it connects the parent with Jesus as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said that so well, and and that's what I discovered in unwrapping the names of Jesus for myself years ago, is that Jesus' names hold um, such beauty and depth, and every time I study a different name, Emmanuel, God with us, light of the world, line of Judah, Um, there's always something there for me each day. Um, But also what I wanted with this book is to equip parents to feel like they can have these conversations with their kids. So at the end of the book, there's some questions like, what's your favorite name of Jesus that we read about and why? Or what do you think it would have been like to travel with Jesus as a young disciple? Can you imagine that? Can you enter into that scene and be a part of it? What, What would that be like? And then helping children kind of build that bridge to say, well, he is with us through his spirit in these ways as well. What's one thing you learned about Jesus today? Or, hey, can I tell you about a time when Jesus was the good shepherd in my life? That question, that that last one is one of my favorites. To say, here are names of Jesus. Let us share our own Jesus stories with our children. In fact, the book is, it is a story of a little girl who walks with Jesus, and her parents are his disciples, but it's actually framed the beginning of the book. The little girl has grown up, and it's bedtime. I don't know if this happened in your home, but bedtime is always the time when my kids want the stories, whether they're pushing off bedtime and they don't want to go to sleep, or really their hearts are just more open. Um, And they're like, tell me a story, tell me a story, Mom. And so this book is, the little girl has grown up, and she's telling her children the story of when she walked with Jesus and what she learned about him. And it ends with the little boy saying, when I grow up, I'm going to tell everybody about Jesus too, because he saw his mom model it. So whether you're a new believer or you have decades of walking with Jesus, I I want to encourage listeners today, tell your own stories about how Jesus has been good to you the the Psalm, psalm 78 4 says we will tell the coming generation all about the praise that is due to the eternal one we will tell them all about his strength his power and his wonders and so even today you can have that conversation you can pick up the phone you can write a letter or an email and tell the children grandchildren in your life this is how jesus revealed himself as emmanuel god with us during a really hard time in my life can i tell you
2: a story. Sharita, one of the things, you know, and I, I know there are other parents that do this too, and I would love for you to really expand on this. Um, one of the things that I tried doing with my son too is we would talk about praying through Scripture, and we can do this with the names of Jesus also, and I know you talk about this um weaving the names of Jesus into our prayer and devotional lives share a little bit with our listening family and i'm thinking especially of families who have young children and and getting them started early in this talk about how we can weave these names of Jesus into their prayers and devotional lives, and, and not just mentioning the names of Jesus, but really expanding on the names of Jesus as they pray so that it really becomes ingrained who he is. Maybe maybe use Prince of Peace as an example. How would you weave that name into a prayer, into morning devotions with your kids to really expand on that and help them understand.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, part of it, Kelly, is structured time, Mm -hmm. um, which we try to have, right? So, like, reading this book is an example of intentional time you're setting aside to train your children in these names of Jesus. There was a season where we had Bible and breakfast, where the kids were young, my oldest was in preschool, and so we'd have time, we'd sit down with a Bible, we'd read, Um, and and it was beautiful and that's not my current season like just before I jumped on the kids were like scrambling to get on the bus and and we're in a different season right now and what I found to work really well aside from those bedtime times of interaction um, is is as you go teaching and so when we're in the car I'll ask them about their day awesome what did you learn at school today or tell me about something an interaction you had with someone at school today and And what happened, actually, it was evening, I was tucking in my middle daughter into bed and cuddling with her for a few minutes, and she said, you know, no one wants to play with me on the playground. And that just broke my mama's heart. And I was like, I'm going to march over to that playground, and I'm going to find some kids. I mean, in my heart, that's what I was thinking. But also, I sensed God's Spirit saying, this is a teaching moment. She's on the playground. She's lonely. She feels like no one wants her. And so as as we talked about it, kind of unpacked it, I was trying to coach her through, you know, maybe find someone who doesn't have anyone else to play with and team up and play. Ultimately I said, you know, Amelia, even when you're sitting on the bench by yourself in the playground, Jesus is there with you and he is the Prince of Peace. He's the one who wants to give you a big hug and embrace you with his peace so that even as you're sitting there on the bench, you don't have to feel left out. You're not alone. The Prince of Peace is there with you. And so you can be at peace. You can you can be okay with that. And I'm going to pray that the Prince of Peace brings someone for you to play with on the playground. Is that okay? And and we prayed. And I prayed that the Prince of Peace would fill her little heart with peace, that he would fill my mama heart with peace, and that he would bring someone for her to play with. And two or three days later, I asked her, how's it going? How's, how's recess time? And she said, you know, I, I found a... A new friend and we started playing together. And and Jesus listened to your prayer mom. And and it's those types of moments where we model for our children. I mean, yes, I can I can come up with training solutions, with parenting solutions, with ways to try to help her win friends and influence people or whatever it is at her young son, age of six. But but ultimately this is pointing them to Jesus and saying, Jesus is with you in those hard moments. And here's a name that tells us something about His heart for you. Let's go to Him together. And, and those are the types of teaching moments that can happen anytime, whatever season you're in. And I'm convinced even with, with older children, I mean, I've seen older women in my life who continue to have these conversations in age-appropriate ways with their young adults. And um, it's such a beautiful thing to watch, to just gently walk with our children and keep pointing them back to Jesus.
0: Yeah, hey, if you're just joining the program right now, we're speaking with Asherita Chuchu. She's the author of Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids, as well as Unwrapping the Names of Jesus Devotional for us adults. But also, you have written so many other great books. You know, um, we've we've talked a number of times before about Prayers of Rest, the daily prompts to slow down and hear God's voice. You've written uh, a combined it's kind of a it's it's your morning cookbook and your <laughs> your bible and breakfast right it's really mm-hmm. awesome devotional there as well um, as well as unwrapping the names of jesus and uncovering the love of jesus which is your lenten devotional tell us a little bit about what's happening and the heart behind one thing alone. I know that you know you've been involved in this. You can also find information just for folks right now at asherita.com. You can go there, and then you can also go over to one thing We'll link to both of those on our resources tab at kellyandsteve.org. But share with us a little bit about the uh, the, the the more macro vision of the ministry.
1: Yeah, well, our heart is really to help people enjoy Jesus through creative and consistent time in His Word. Um, And we do that, like you said, through all those different books, but um, there's also a podcast, and that's what I'm most excited, right, actually this morning, is we're about two weeks away from our new season on the Prayers of Rest podcast, so every week I share um, a 10-minute guided prayer episode. And we've prayed through the needs of Jesus, we've prayed through hard emotions, we've Prayed through difficult relationships over the years. Um, but this coming season, in two weeks, we are praying through the armor of God. And I'm so excited about this new season of the Prayers of Rest podcast because it encourages us to see that each part of the armor of God is actually part of the character of Jesus. And when we rest in that, Ah, uh, we get to rest in Jesus' victory. So, that that new season is what's coming up for our ministry. There's no new books on the horizon as of now, um, but we're so excited to walk listeners through um, putting on the armor of God with the prayers of rest podcast.
0: That's so good. It's it's the it's the season of doing is what it is. It's mm-hmm. the work now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to well, go ahead, Asherita, I'm sorry.
1: I was just going to say thank you so much for having me on this morning. It was just such a good opportunity to share with you my heart for discipling children and, and pointing them to Jesus in this next generation. So
2: thank you. Well, we want to point all of you again to that website. That is OneThingAlone.com. And if you'd like to check out Asherita's books, including the one we've been talking about this morning, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids, and Asherita's other books, you can go to MoodyBooks.org. Asherita, we love having you on, and I hope we can get you on again soon in the future, too. God bless you. Thanks for everything that you do. You are a blessing to us. I hope you know that.
1: Well, thank you so much, Kelly. Steve, thank you again for having me on. And I hope you have a wonderful morning and that you stay nice and warm.
0: Oh, we're going to try. Oh, we're we going to try. <laughs> you have an incredible day, too. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio from the Word to Life.